Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the JT and Looney Podcast, our Super Bowl preview, powered by our friends at Bet Online. The usual suspects heading to Vegas for the championship, 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs, and their fans. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, lines, and the really cool props. Love the props! With everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything, from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade, BetOnline is the number one source for your championship wagering. you got to go there. BetOnline.ag. Join today. Get in on all the action. BetOnline. The game starts here. And the podcast starts right here. On a rare Saturday, the Saturday before Super Bowl week, leading up to the Super Bowl a week from Sunday, whenever you're downloading the podcast, welcome in. Uh, for those who can see it on video, I have a new brick backdrop. That Love it. Ordered from Amazon, so we're trying that out here because we decided we didn't want to have uh, people see everything in my home. You know, that's true. My high school awards as a swimmer to what my anti Nez looks like or any of that. It's probably better to have a backdrop like this. So for those who are watching, you'll get it. If you're listening and just listening to us all, that's kind of how I do all my podcasts. I just listen when I walk the dog or I get on a plane. I don't have to see anything. I don't have to stare at someone just looking into a camera. I like to listen to a podcast. Are there some podcasts you see by accident when you're on Instagram? Because I know you're on the gram now. On Instagram, they'll have highlights of Howard Stern or Joe Rogan, etc. They just put the good stuff up. God, I love that because of my attention span issues and you have the same issues. You can see 20 or 30 good seconds of a good podcaster and not have to listen to the whole hour oh the young kids call that reels yes the reels my son's doing that for us uh speaking of our podcast we are brought to you by Modelo. as i'm about to i wasn't planning on cracking a Modelo today i wasn't because i'm going to a big party tonight one of my great friends who mocks me because he says everybody i say is my best friend well well you got to earn it to be my best friend you either have to be in my kindergarten or first grade class my fraternity or prove you so, yourself to me to be my best friend, but I have a few of them. Well, a few. We both talked about how we would never want to put our Mount Rushmore list out if it had four because we would insult number five. If we, if, if in no particular order we put out a list of our 10 best friends, we would be worried about insulting number 11 that got left off and uh, or someone who got left off. So uh, in the friend category, I think we were both brought up that your friends are very important. I know my mother had a lot, a handful, not just one, a handful of friends since kindergarten. And uh, yeah, friends are important to both of us. Yeah, my wedding party was seven and there was a couple That's of great. ended at eight. Yes, of course. It was, it was actually an argument who would have been eight. And I said, well, there is no argument because there's only seven. Right. <laughs> yeah, one, that's one great. Was a recent friend, my friend Todd, because now he's a longtime friend, but he's the reason I met my wife. So when my boyhood friends and my fraternity brothers like, who's that guy? I said, well, you wouldn't be in a tux at my wedding if it wasn't for that guy. That's so he's great. Yeah, he's, that's great. The reason why we're doing this is it's kind of important, and I didn't want to do anything on Saturday, but I'll be in Vegas here for the Super Bowl and on Radio Row. It's going to be tough for us, and we'll probably do something at some point next week. But we wanted to get our Super Bowl preview in here. And, again, I woke up today in a really good mood. There was a lot going on. And then all of a sudden, the handheld device kind of hijacked my day because I opened up the phone today, and Adam Schefter reported that, Cliff Kingsbury, former Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury, 
who was close to becoming the Raiders offensive coordinator, is now the leading candidate to become the commander's offensive coordinator. And the deal fell apart. Well, just days earlier, uh. Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo, who are very good, tweeting out, great hire by Antonio Pierce. So the best of the best of the elite NFL insiders said it was a done deal. And then the Raider insiders who I work with, I'm not an insider. I work for the team. I'm not here to break news. I'm here for commentary. You're not in on the meetings when they move from Oakland to Vegas or anything like that? <laughs> no, I'm not, in the, I'm not in the meetings when, they, when the coaches sign contracts right. or pull out of deals. But what it did, you get, you get blamed though. <laughs> I, well, I got blamed today all day, and I'm getting hijacked, and people are yelling at me, yelling at me on Twitter, calling me a blank hole. You don't know anything. You don't know this. And I'm like, well, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, Mike Garofolo obviously didn't get it right either. Why are you yelling at me on a I'll set? tell you why they're yelling at you, because several years before the Raiders moved to Vegas, who moves to Vegas? Oh, JT the Brick moves to Vegas. Hmm. So we wonder in this conspiratorial society what you had to do with it. It, it bothered me today because it hijacked my Saturday enough to call you and try to get a podcast to clear this up. Okay. I don't know who the Raiders are going to hire, but there are Raider fans saying this. And it happens with every team. Okay. So not only with the Raiders, but any team. Everybody freaks out when someone doesn't get hired. When you don't hire, why don't we fucking freak out because Bill Belichick didn't get a job? Or Mike Vrabel right. or Pete Carroll. So we're going to lose our shit because Cliff Kingsbury, the deal might have fell apart. No one knows why. Did he want more money? Did he want more years on the contract? Oh, did it stop because he found out that Caleb Williams will go number two to D.C. because the commanders will want to trade up from two to one to go get him, and he's from that area? When other radio hosts nationally said days ago that Caleb doesn't want to go to Chicago and then Caleb's dad calls the host and says, no, 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 we never said that. You got wrong information. So it's information withdrawal. People don't know shit. The only people who know anything about the hiring process are the people in the meeting. In the room. (laughs) It's usually the owner, an advisor, a GM, assistant GM. They're there. Now, if one of those ladies or gentlemen come out of the meeting and then they're scoundrels and they go into their office on their phone or their burner phone and they text Schefter or Rappaport and say, hey, the deal's almost done. Go first and do that. You're not going to keep your job very long if you leak information in the NFL. Right. You're not. But a lot of times Rappaport and Schefter, who are very good at what they do, they might just say, hey, my sources are saying this is a done deal. And then the deal unravels. And now they're blaming the lesser reporters, the non-insiders, the radio hosts, like we knew, but we didn't tell the fans what we knew, but we held it back from them. And it's complete chaos. And it's a shame because today I got a lot of stuff going on. I want to do a lot of things here. I got, I'm about to go on an 11-day run for the Super Bowl, and I got to call you and say, let's jump in and talk about this, Tom, for the main reason of this. It's not the end of the world when someone doesn't get hired or someone gets elevated or someone gets fired in the NFL, it's part of the business. But some fans are tweeting today, well, that's it for the Raiders. They lost Cliff Kingsbury. They're done. No, they're not done. They're not done at all. They'll go hire another guy. Could be Eric Bieniemy. It could be anybody else. If it's Chip Kelly, who I don't think is the first choice, they're all football coaches. They all know what they're doing. They all have a track record in the league. Sometimes the backup guy is Lou Gehrig. Right. Sometimes the second choice is Lou Gehrig. Sometimes the second choice, if my your your father will appreciate this analogy. 
Barbara Streisand was a stand-in and Broadway. She wasn't, she didn't have the lead. She had the lead in case the lead got sick. One day the lead got sick and Barbara stepped in and then she, she never stepped off. This happens. Sometimes the second choice is the better choice. Sometimes Trent Green gets hurt and then an unknown guy named Kurt Warner comes in and plays. So Cliff Kingsbury doesn't get the job. The next genius might get the job. The next second choice, who happens to be a genius, but nobody knew it, might get the second choice. So, yeah, people need to hold their horses and get off the grassy knoll. People just panic, man. And if there wasn't, we, we talk, we've been doing this a while. We've been on the air before the Internet, right? Before right. Before the Internet was invented. Forget we got about, faxes. We're, we're talking AOL, right? We're yeah. talking about the beginning of the Internet, Internet Explorer. Now we're at a point now where Elon Musk takes over Twitter, and he made it better. He made it easier. It's, it's definitely a better product than the older Twitter of Jack Dorsey. I'm not saying it's going to make more money. It's going to lose more money. But the information that we have right now is all at our fingertips. So it's sky is falling. Let me give you another story quickly. Yesterday, Friday, I hosted the Jim Rome show in Orange County. And I got a late call on Thursday. Hey, Jim's off on Friday before the Super Bowl. Can you come in and host the show? And I said, hell yeah. I had to get on a plane. I had a three-hour delay. I flew to Orange County. Oh, I, poor guy. I slept in a hotel room, got up, had a coffee, and I did three hours hosting Jim Rome. And, and still what I think is a really important seat for me because I started there. So we're doing the whole show and having a good time. And there's a lot to the story about the future of the show and my role with it and being able to be – you know, one, to be in the seat that I was in on Friday was really important. I'll oh, give us that. all the details. Give I'll us clear, all. I'll, I'll clear that up in another <laughs> podcast down the road. <laughs> and, well, anyway, so about 1130, the show ends at noon. At 1130, going into the last guest before the last break, I go into the control room and we see that Carl Weathers has died. Yeah. And Apollo Creed, who played for the Raiders. Short cup of coffee with the Raiders, but played in some big games. Good guy. Got a chance to meet him a bunch over the last five or six years. He just started showing up to all the Raider games. Apollo fucking Creed. Wow. Lit the torch and Al Davis, you know, the torch, the whole deal. We interviewed right. him on stage. So anyway, I said to myself, it's Friday. I'm about to get on a plane and go home and have some cervezas at the airport. Do I want to be the guy that tweets out Carl Weathers is dead if he's not? So I asked the gentleman, one of the producers, I said, go to TMZ. They get everything right. You know, he says, it's only, it's on Hollywood online. I said, no, I want, go to CNN. They're good at death and hurricanes. I said, go to TMZ. CNN, believe CNN waits. Yeah. Unlike everyone else, they fucking wait. Yeah. So I didn't tweet out that he died. And then as I went to the airport for my flight, this is an unbelievable story. I'm, I'm pulling up to the Orange County John Wayne Airport. And please don't ever be offended by saying John Wayne. One of the all-time greats. <laughs> I'm pulling up, and I get a call from Marcus Allen. Name drop alert. Marcus Allen. So I'm about to go on the, in the airport, and I stay on the curb for about a half hour. And I'm talking to Marcus Allen about Carl Weathers and Cliff Kingsbury. I'll leave that portion of it quiet. And I'm sitting there, and Marcus is really shaken up by Carl Weathers because he knows him well. I mean, oh, Marcus, wow. Marcus wow. lived in Hollywood his whole right. life. Carl Weathers was... An actor, and we're talking, and I knew it was confirmed he was dead because Marcus called me, but I still didn't go out and say breaking news, breaking news, Cliff Kingsbury's in or out, this or that. And to sum that up, we're now at a point where everybody wants to break news, and I find it very alarming with crime, politics, religion, 
sports, the race to be first. And the guys who are first normally are the ones with the biggest Twitter accounts and the biggest content. Why would everyone else want to jump them and break news over them? Well, not only that, the guys that are first many times are still the only ones that care. Uh, if you're first, people always... I was the first to break in L.A. that Kobe got married and I never got any credit for it, but big deal, right? Because of uh, the photographer's brother sent me an email because he was a fan of the Looney and Dave show. And so I had it days before I went on the air with it. But, you know, it was a wacky new guy named Looney. So nobody went with it. But, you know, who the only person that really gets any satisfaction out of being first is the person that's first. But you don't want to be wrong about something like that, especially death. A marriage is one thing and other types of gossip is another. But death. Yeah. Who cares if you're first? It's amazing how many people are fascinated with Looney and Dave, Looney and Ben, uh, Benny and Penny, but not JT and Looney. We only did 14 <laughs> years together. Uh, you know, that's it. But I, well, I, we had we had we had fans of the we had elite fans. We had who's the comic book guy used to listen to us all the time. I knew every detail in the show. The guy Spawn. Yeah, Spawn time. He gave me a cool Spawn shirt and came in. Yeah, yeah but we have a lot of friends there. Oh, so, and the, the guy that wrote the Bonds book came in and did an in-studio yeah. interview. He was terrific. Ah! Anyway. We got a lot of fans from back yeah. in the day. So Friday, Jim Rome show was great. I uh, got a chance. It, was, it wasn't it was the end. Again, not teasing ahead. It wasn't the end. But for me, to get that call from the same agent as Jim and mine and our mutual friend, to get on the plane. And I, I know you and my wife were busting my balls. Absolutely. By being delayed three hours, which you should. <laughs> Uh, luckily, I had Griselda on Netflix to watch. That's oh god! Oh wow! That's yeah, what a what a great series! I remember the History Channel special. It was amazing. Yeah, I did bust your balls and say, "Yeah, I know." King Charles complains when he gets unsalted butter. <laughs> I was complaining, but in order to get to the airport, to be in a three-hour delay, so give yourself another hour to get there. That's four. Then you give yourself an hour in the air. That's five, and then all to do a three-hour show. Right. Yeah. Get on a plane and get to the airport and do that. But I was so happy to have that seat again and to do a show and to have a good time and then to get out of there and say goodbye to all the guys and go, holy crap, I'm coming home to do a week of Radio Row and have that excitement coming up here. So it was very fulfilling. And then it crashed and burned uh, today as we record this because I'm getting yelled at up and down the Twitterverse for not knowing that Cliff Kingsbury pulled out of his deal. No. Like I was in the room and just fans and in life now, it's just so lousy that so many people are triggered by calling people out because they're not satisfied with the answer. You wanted Cliff Kingsbury, you wanted him so bad, then why didn't you hire him over Antonio Pierce? Antonio Pierce never been a head coach. He's an interim head coach. He's the coach. Now you want Cliff Kingsbury so desperately. Well, why don't you make him the head coach? You got Marvin Lewis in the room. And I'm, I'm sitting there reading the tweets from people, and they're killing Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter and Vinny Bonsignor and other people who are just trying to do their job and weren't aware that somewhere in between the middle of the night of the morning, Cliff, Bink, Kling, Cliff Kingsbury's agent told the Raiders, now he wants out. And the Raiders are like, all right, you're out. And everybody thinks someone is to blame. Someone failed at some point. And everyone tries to see a conspiracy and everything. But I have two questions for you. First of all, do you think Adam Schefter reads his comments the way JT the Brick does? No, but he gets a lot. He gets a lot more pressure than me because he's got to get it right. Right, that's so, true. You know, and Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo and Tom Pelissero and all up. those guys, all those guys, and you have earned a platform. The people commenting have earned enough money to buy a phone. 
There's a difference between having a phone and having a platform. And I think people with platforms like you and Adam Schefter and anybody else who has a platform should ignore comments from people who have earned enough money to buy a phone. And, and the last thing on this is I want to get to the Super Bowl, which this whole situation is just silly about breaking news and getting it right. Because now the fortunate part is we live in a 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. So unless you commit a violent crime or a heinous crime, no matter what you do, white-collar crime, political mistakes, sports radio gaffes, you sit there losing your job. That's a big one. You got all these people in the media. I lost my job at Sports Illustrated after 17 years. My newspaper, John McClain, the NFL insider from the Houston Chronicle. I hope he sees and hears this. One of the greatest insiders of all time. Probably a Mount Rushmore Hall of Fame guy, voter, guy who knows everything. They let him go on the radio station in Houston, 610. And I, I read the tweet, and he did like a six, six tweets back to back. Mm-hmm. thanked everybody on the way out. And I, and I tweeted back and I said, this is amazing. All they needed to do was get some fucker in sales, someone in the sales department right. to call a client and go, you know, we, we, don't, we can afford John McClain, but we need a little bit more advertising dollars to keep them. Can you up your yearly by 30000 or 40000 and we'll make it work just to be a guest insider and write a blog or two? And I saw through... I saw through the fact that John was saying goodbye to his loyal audience in one category. He'll still have a big audience as a writer and an insider. But the key thing that I wanted to share with everybody is it probably went through John McClain's mind like it would go through mine or your mind. You're not defined by your last day of work. Right. We will let go unceremoniously at Fox Sports Radio. No one told us. We had to find out. We had to find out because they were going to do me dirty and I found out, you know, 18 hours earlier, fact, not fiction, fact, not fiction, a terrible, terrible thing to do to an employee who was at a place for 17 and a half years, blood, sweat, everything into it was everything worked out better. Yes, everything, you don't exactly. see it at that moment. But for John McClain or an insider, now a radio host in Vegas getting yelled at because Cliff Kingsbury didn't take the job. Everybody forgets this, Tom, in 24 hours. They're, they're sad you lost your job. They're bummed you got something wrong. And then there's so much chaos in the world. And on social media news, everybody just gets back to their groceries, their gasoline for their cars, their yep. mortgage payments, and they get on with life. And there's so much chaos in every individual's life. You know, you, you, uh, you're upset about something immediate, or you're upset about the fact that you got fired from your job, but then, you know, your old mother is sick or your kid falls down the stairs and you're like, everything comes back into perspective. And you're not only not defined by your last day at work, you're not, don't define yourself by what you do. And that's hard when what you do is fun. What you do is playing with microphones and cameras and lights and there's makeup and all kinds of fun things going on. And then, then when you don't have that job anymore, it's very public. And uh, but don't ever tie yourself too much to what you do or what you have, and you'll be better for it. Yeah, don't define yourself by any day in your life, other than the birth of a child or a right. great moment or your parents' fiftieth wedding anniversary or whatever you could have in your life. For you, you're an actor, you're a director, you're in movies, you do radio. You know, you have, a, you have a, a crowning achievement in your life. Celebrate it. But on the days that don't go right, and it's going to be a transition that opens up a door for something else, getting back to the Jim Rome show, 
And again, I was talking to the guys behind the scenes about platforms. Hey, I, I launched this YouTube thing. You got that mm. going. And I looked all the guys in the eyes and I said, whatever you guys are going to continue to do, the best is in front of you. Like the right. best stuff that you're going to try next is going to be the fun stuff because it won't be stale. It won't be something you did every day. It won't. It'll be unique. And some of the young guys looked at me and they're like, wow, yeah, man, you're right. Wow, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I look at it that way. And in anything in life, we got a lot of young broadcasters who watch this podcast and listen to it. I know because they DM me and they get to us mm -hmm. and they talk to us. And I always define what young broadcasters should do, men and young ladies, is take as many jobs as you can at once. I didn't need to go do that Jim Rome show on a Friday. Right. I right. did it because I wanted to be on radio and television. Right. I wanted to feel an achievement. I wanted to do something on a platform that I don't do every day and then come home and feel good about it. And then I'll feel good about something next Wednesday, and I'm doing a remote next Friday for the Super Bowl outside Caesars Palace where evil Knievel jumped the fountain. Wow. I'm going to be wow. outside with a headset on doing a radio show. Look at the positives here. Even though my Saturday was hijacked because Cliff Kingsbury and the Raiders couldn't come to terms on a deal, I could give a shit. I'm going out tonight. I'm going out with my <laughs> wife to a big party. If he got the job, hallelujah. If he turned it down, I'm not going to lose an right. ounce of sleep over that because I'm not in control of it. Well, you got you guys. We we've always talked about that with presidential elections. Uh, you might be disappointed at who gets elected, and the next day's the next day, and it has nothing to do with how you're going to conduct your life. And shout out to Saturn. Without Saturn, we wouldn't have Saturday. Where Saturday got its name, as you say, to celebrate every single day. And tomorrow, of course, the most important day of all, Sunday named after the sun god and long before any other of the religions and their gods took that day we had sunday to honor the sun for which we would not have our life or moon day on monday of course we get a lot of important gravity from the moon so enjoy each and every day and honor the uh planet which that day was named after we love i love or the stars i love did i ever tell you the oceans and continents story I think I did in a former podcast when I was in school, in elementary school. So starting fifth, sixth grade, in sixth grade, I had a teacher named Mrs. Mandel. Uh-huh. One of those teachers who was really a witch at the time. Like the okay. witch she didn't want to get, and she was the witch. Right. And she was always in a bad mood, at the best interest of us, no doubt. But I was a class clown. I was always getting in trouble. There were always letters coming home. My dad would be downtown new york talking out of turn yep. yeah me getting a letter home for either grades or talking out of turn i'd have to try to steal the letter from the mailbox <laughs> have friends go there i mean this is this is real yeah i know but believe me i know it's real look who you're talking to and mrs mandel when we got in trouble used to make us write oceans and continents and what that was we would get a stack of papers and she would make us write for hours tell me this isn't some type of elementary school torture she didn't have a ruler she didn't hit our hands she didn't do anything we'd have to sit there and she'd go give me 14 pages of oceans and continents and we'd have to write all the continents all the oceans and just keep writing wow. just keep writing until she said we were done so we'd be in the corner and she'd say john go in the corner and write oceans and continents how many until i tell you it would be an hour an hour and a half of just penmanship writing oceans and continents i got one for you too mrs northrup if your name went up on the board then you had to come back to school the next day 
having written 100 times talking out of turn, which was always mine. So I'd go to my grandparents for the weekend. I would go into the kitchen. Well, they, my grandparents watched something in the living room. I'd go into the kitchen and I'd write out five pages of those so I could talk all week. <laughs> five different pages of written, having written 100 times talking out of turn. So when I went in on Monday, I would uh, I would already be all set to behave however the hell I pleased because I had already done my 500, 500 talking out of turn. So it sounds like we had similar childhoods in that way <laughs> ah that's case my son wants to flip the front to the back or the back to the front right this is our super bowl 58 preview it'll be the san francisco 49ers in las vegas taking on the kansas city chiefs we started off talking about the raiders a nightmare scenario in the raider nation the two teams the two teams that the raiders despise the most their natural rival in the Bay Area, Niner and Raider fans live amongst each other. They don't like their teams. And Kansas City will be practicing at the Raiders' global headquarters and playing in their stadium. So I didn't think Kansas City would get this far. I didn't either. The season started. I didn't think they'd get this far. I love the Cowboys and the Bengals. Barrow got hurt. Dallas lost to Green Bay. Green Bay almost beat the 49ers. So Green Bay beat Dallas and destroyed them. And the Niners were dead. Green Bay had them beat. Yep. period they had an interception a turnover late in the game gave brock purdy life after brock purdy had a bye week let's remember he didn't have to play like lamar jackson didn't have to play in the first week how'd that work out lamar how bad were you lamar with your two bye weeks not playing the last game of the regular season it was great he, he played he played he played houston he was great against houston but, you know, he didn't He didn't look good in the game that mattered. No, he didn't. Him. Yeah, why wouldn't they fucking run the ball? But go ahead. It's your, your, your pick first. So Kansas City has gone through one of the great gauntlets. I had Nick Taylor on from USA Today. Now he's with The Athletic. He's the Chiefs insider. And I said, Nick, this is one of the greatest gauntlets I've ever seen run. And he said, yeah, yeah it's the toughest one. Remember, Mahomes has been hurt in every Super Bowl. Did you know that? We forget that. He's won two. He was hurt going into both those games, and he got hurt additionally in a game. He's never been this healthy yep. going into a game. And Kansas City's getting points. They're the underdog. Kansas City beat Miami at home. Miami wasn't at full strength. It, it would have been great to see Miami at full strength. They had eight guys out. Then he beat Buffalo in Buffalo. Josh Allen in Buffalo that fought for that two-seed and blew it. And then they beat Lamar Jackson in Baltimore and were shut out the second half of the game. Yeah. They did not score a point. So if they beat the 49ers as an underdog in Las Vegas, I believe it's going to be one of the greatest gauntlet runs. They didn't get a bye week. They had a home game. They had to go on the road. They played years. shitty all year. Yeah, and now they're going to be, if they beat Kansas, uh, the 49ers, it's going to be one of those, wow, look at what they did. They got beat on Christmas Day by the Raiders. Kind of handily. Raiders gave it to them good on Christmas Day. Andy Reid admitted it was a wake-up call. So Kansas City comes in. Their defense is alarmingly good now. Alarmingly oh, yeah. good. Uh, the offense is Mahomes, and no one wants to put their right. – When you say their defense is alarmingly good, Baltimore was crushing great teams. Miami and Dallas, everybody was kicking – you know, were bum slayers. Baltimore Ravens were beating – you know, kicking ass against teams like the 49ers and everybody else. But uh, that, that Kansas City defense stifled them. So both of these come, uh, teams come in. I'm not happy about the matchup in Vegas, I'm as I said, but I think this could be a classic. This yeah. is setting up to be a classic because my definition of a dynasty is you have to have three. You can't have two. Uh, the, the guest I told you 
Nick Taylor said to me, he goes, well, you know, this Kansas City dynasty. I said, excuse me? I said, no, it's not a dynasty. They won two under Mahomes. They hadn't won before until Len Dawson, Super Bowl four. They had to wait from Super Bowl four to Super Bowl 54. They're not a dynasty. <laughs> but if they win this game in Vegas, they are. That'll be three Super Bowls in five years, going to four Super Bowls in five years. Three, to me, you have to have, not two. Three in a row would be ideal. Three out of four is perfect. Three out of five, yeah, I'll still give you the D for dynasty. So they're playing for that. And then the Niners are playing for their first Super Bowl since Young and Montana have combined for five. And it would be Brock Purdy as Mr. Irrelevant. So this is a star-studded storyline, including the Swifties who are coming in. Right. He's going to make the ratings enormous. I think that there's the Kansas City Chiefs remind me of the great, they were never a dynasty, no matter what you say, the great San Antonio Spurs teams of the 90s and the new millennium where every time, especially with Ginobili, Duncan, and Parker, any time that Spurs team lost, I was surprised. And I hated them because I was a Laker fan. It was sports hate. But, and because I was afraid of them. And anytime the Kansas City Chiefs lose, I'm stunned, just like back in the day when the Spurs lost. And I'm thrilled because they're usually in the way of a team I like. They're always in the way of a team I like, as were the Spurs and uh, as are the Kansas City Chiefs. But And so I don't think the way they're steamrolling everybody and defense, what teams win the Super Bowl? It's the teams with the best defense. We don't like to talk about defense as much as we like to talk about the diamonds and the rough on offense and all the shiny stuff on offense, but they've got Patrick Mahomes who never gets sacked when he gets sacked in the fourth quarter against the best defense in the NFL. Once you can't catch him. And he, and then when he, and he improvises better than maybe anybody ever. And he can throw it left-handed, right-handed underhand, or he's great. Drives me crazy. So I, I, I can't, and the, can't, and the San Francisco 49ers have been the best team in the NFL all year. Kansas City Chiefs, the best team in the postseason. So you're right. It, it has all the makings of a classic. And if the Kansas City Chiefs lose the Super Bowl, I will be shocked. Well, you get an opportunity now to bet Kansas City getting money. It's, not, get too sweet. it's not too sweet on the money line here. So if you look at that, you're not getting a lot of value if you just bet Kansas City straight up. But as of now, a week before the Super Bowl, the line is between two and two and a half. It opened at San Francisco minus two. Circa's got it at two, the sports book, the super book at the Westgate, which is the sharpest book. It's got a two and a half. Now, do I think it could go to three? San Francisco minus three, that's the number. I doubt it because I think heavy sharp money will come in on Kansas City. Right. Knock it down to two and a half to two. So we're going to play it at two. Okay. We're going to play it at two. If it changes, hit us up via Twitter. But I like San Francisco. Because even with Brock Purdy, who hasn't played well the last couple of games, but in the fourth quarter in that epic comeback, that was a great comeback, he ran the ball more effectively than Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. We're both great runners. So Purdy took another step in blowing me away with his talent. George Kittle is elite. Uh, Debo Samuel is back and healthy. Brandon Ayuk, that catch he made, that hit off the Detroit Lion defender face mask unbelievable he kept fighting for the ball they have christian mccaffrey who could win the mvp and i'll get to that in a second because i'm going to call him i'm going to call on him for a second then they got trent williams one of the greatest offensive linemen to ever play and this is an important moment for his legacy warner and greenlaw in the at the cornerback position 
I think will be the difference because Warner or Greenlaw will put their hands on Kelsey, not let Kelsey run like a doe in the forest. Just walk right through the forest. No one, no one says a word. There's a little doe in the middle of the field. We're not going to put our hands on him. I think the Niners are too smart to let Kelsey win the game and let Kelsey do what he did with 11 receptions on 11 targets, Tom. I think it was one of the greatest games ever played for a tight end in a postseason game, including Gronk, Kellen, you know, Dave Casper, Len Barney, all the greats. Judge uh, Jay Reimersma. <laughs> I think when you get to this, I think that the, they're going to Belichick. They're going to Belichick in Kelsey. They're going to say, we're going to take Kelsey out of the game like Belichick would do. And then that's going to make Kansas City a little bit more one-dimensional with Pacheco and Rice and some of the players they have. I think San Francisco will get a turnover. I think they're going to punish Mahomes and hit him hard and hit him to the ground. I wouldn't be shocked if Mahomes won the game. I'm going San Francisco 27, the Kansas City Chiefs 24. Chiefs lose in Vegas in front of the Swifties. No more dynasty talk. The San Francisco 49ers and their faithful back on top. I have the Niners winning the Super Bowl. People trying to find fault with Brock Purdy are like the people who talk about the wart on Lincoln's face rather than Lincoln. Or people who try who were over the years were constantly trying to say Lamar Jackson can only run. Uh trying to constantly trying to find fault with Lamar Jackson is joyless. Over the years, people trying to find fault with Kobe Bryant. He had 81 points, but he only had three assists. Leave him alone. He's fun to watch. Don't be joyless. And Brock Purdy's great. Don't be joyless. So a lot of experts were so, so-called experts were so wrong and didn't see him coming. Coaches and experts do that all the time. It happens all the time because they think their son is the better quarterback. So they start to make quarterback. It goes all the way back to Pop Warner, doesn't it? So let's just enjoy Brock Purdy. He's good. He's played in big games since he was in high school, college, in front of full stadium. So he's done this before. And if he ends up being the MVP of this game, don't be and playing the being the better quarterback on the field or just equal in numbers to Patrick Mahomes. Don't be surprised. He's been doing it all years, except for a few weeks when they had a slump. So, so, so don't be surprised about that. I still think the Kansas City Chiefs overall. I, I'm not blind to what they're doing. And if they, if they don't get any rust from the layoff, which the San Francisco 49ers also have, uh, I think the Kansas City Chiefs win outright 27-20. But uh, so I think all the money should be on the Kansas City Chiefs to get points with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Take them. Yeah, that's nice. So you're going with the Chiefs. I'm going with yeah. the Chiefs. Regrettably, regrettably, I hope you're right because I'm not putting money on it. See, the Kansas City Chiefs on the money line, which is to bet them outright to win, is plus 112 or plus 115. So, I, I mean, it's crazy to say that. Like, so you got to you bet 100 to win 115. That, to me, is not something where I'm going, oh, my God. The week before in Baltimore, there was a much bigger money line on Kansas City. That would have been a good bet. And I, I always say this about this, Tom. What drives me nuts about these fake handicappers is the point spread doesn't matter once it gets under three. It does. I mean, games end on last second field goal, 28-27. All you're doing in the Super Bowl is picking a winner. Right? Don't yeah, tell me you're yeah. so sharp that you think it's going to fall within the three to two. If it was at three, I'd get it. But if it's a two and a half or two, stop thinking you're the smartest fucking handicapper in the room. Pick the winner. The winner will probably win by more than the spread. Relax on this. 
to me, this is a pick 'em game. It really well, is a pick 'em game. Whoever you like, pick 'em to win and cover the spread because the spread is so small. We're very lucky because the Super Bowls of our youth were many times blowouts. Year after year, blowout, 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 blowout. You very seldom had a close Super Bowl. And now we've had overtimes. We've had. God, you know, the Steelers and the Cardinals was the greatest Super Bowl ever until other Super Bowls even topped that. So we're very lucky. And you're right. This does have a, 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 all the earmarkings of an all-time classic. But I suppose every Super Bowl does based on the fact that many times it's the two, if not the two best teams in the NFL at the time, it's the two hottest. And this is the two hottest teams in the NFL. I'm going to pick Christian McCaffrey as the MVP. I think he's going to have a rushing touchdown and a, he's going to catch the ball for a touchdown. And if it's close, I think they're going to want to give it to McCaffrey over Purdy because Purdy's Mr. Irrelevant. I think voters in the press box are going to say, you know, I don't know about Purdy if he'll ever be back here again or this or that. You know, Purdy throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns, he'll be the MVP. But I think the safe bet is sprinkle a little money on McCaffrey as the MVP if he oh, has that type oh. of game. I'm assuming you're going with Mahomes. Yeah, always sprinkle the money on the goody-goodies who say, teacher, teacher, we, you forgot to give us homework. Those are the guys lately who win the MVP because you don't you don't want to give it to Ray Lewis uh, and you don't want to give it to Timmy Smith, uh, you know, and you don't want to give it to guys who aren't aren't stars and faces of the league. It's like they're in cahoots with the NFL, which they're not. But nevertheless, that's the way the MVP has been going. So, yeah, it would be it would be McCaffrey over Brock Purdy. I could easily have I've had a vision just like when I was doing my pick uh, i've had this vision of brock purdy having a great day but you're right even if he has a great day and he's the reason the niners win they might not give it to him because they're weird these days about maybe disneyland has something to do with it there's weird they're weird these days about who they give the mvp to well if you want to take the prop bets are the biggest thing they're going to tie prop bets to basketball scores and all this prop bets are crazy it's out here in vegas they're fun i take one prop bet it's a guarantee that all week long on radio row Take the over, the over on how many times JT, yours truly says Taylor Swift. (laughs) Got to me. There's there's the conspiracy. I don't like conspiracy theories, and this is not a conspiracy. It's a fact. The NFL has never been in love, never been in love with the storyline. You know, I was at the Super Bowl 25. It was the Iraq War. That was a great storyline for the Super Bowl. Not for the world. We don't want to see anybody get injured in WNDs, but for the Super Bowl, they had helicopters over the stadium. Whitney Houston singing the anthem, America, we're in a war. No, this storyline of the Swifties adding two to three to five million new fans who are going to watch the Super Bowl because they're fans of her are going to make the Super Bowl special. A like couple it or of, not, oh, yeah. City to win, but it's going to put more people into the talk of this game. I think that there should have been more complaints about us over the years having to look at Robert Kraft than Taylor Swift. He spent a lot more seconds. We had to look at Robert Kraft six times a game. <laughs> oh, my God. How many times do we have to look at Robert Kraft? So I have no complaints about Taylor Swift. One fun fact about the Whitney Houston. We're under uh, a minute. Go quick. Yeah, it was because Roseanne sang a national anthem the same year, and she sang it really bad. So people got all wishy about the national anthem. So they brought out Whitney Houston, and she made it all better. Our Super Bowl preview, along with a little bit of Cliff Kingsbury, a little bit of social media drama on a rare Saturday. Thanks for listening and watching the JT and Looney podcast. Please like it, subscribe, and share. 
Thank you for listening to all 39 minutes and 39 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast. Powered by Bet Online. The game starts here. Oh, and powered by Modelo. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.